And good Thursday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition. Jeff, it's uh, it, it's another uh, foggy morning, but but uh, it is Thursday. We do have sports to talk about, so it's not all bad. No, no, it's not all bad. I can handle not that. all bad. And it's it's Thursday, Friday. It's it's our Friday uh, at work. So, I mean, yeah. winner, winner. That is right. Chic on dinner. I'm good with that. Yeah, right, right. I'm already celebrating. <laughs> I hear you. It's Gene Thursday. It's Gene <laughs> Thursday. So, uh, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, yesterday, the TSSAA had, it, had extended or delayed the start of football or, or girls' soccer, both uh, – for the 2020 fall season, uh, yesterday there was a meeting. We talked to you know I spoke of it yesterday morning about the controls meeting at nine. And coming out of that meeting, uh, there was some options. Uh, the TSSAA laid down four options uh, that football can can kind of adhere to, and and these options will be voted on on July the eighth. Now I think between now and then there's some there's some discussion to be had. Uh, I think between now and then. You know they're gonna they're gonna get with the Governor Lee's office and understand uh, can they uh, attain a waiver uh, through this uh, executive order? I, I think that's been a an opportunity for football and and other sports and at the college level in other states because other states have already locked down to like October. But I think uh, some universities and some football programs have gained waivers based on some criteria. So I think I think over the next few days, again with today being the last business day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and then they vote on Wednesday. I mean the window's pretty tight, but I think there's still some work to be done on on their side. Do you think it would be waivers just for the players, or would it would it be a waiver for the entire family? And the reason I say that is because yeah, you could have an argument that the player signed a waiver, but if the player catches it, brings it home, they didn't sign a waiver. Well, and and there's some truth there. I know at the college level, Ohio State, it's it's the whole family. It's, I, but I think that's smart. I mean, and and, w- and when you're at that level, anyways, playing high school football, you're. I mean, that's that's kind of what's taking up your time yeah. mostly, anyways. Oh yeah, I think you got to be aware. Yeah, you're in there in the morning. You're in there in the afternoon. So where's your biggest potential? Your biggest risk? I mean, it's at the it's at the football facility. Yeah. So the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association, also known as the TSSAA, set down four options for football schedules in the fall. They will vote on set options on July the 8th. It came as a response to Governor Bill Lee's extension of the emergency order all the way out till August the 29th. Uh, part of the order puts on hold sports, putting a limit to contact sport, uh, which require a substantial likelihood of routine close contact. Uh, the rule does not apply to college or professional sports. Uh, so, so Jeffy, uh, we look at this, and one, uh, let's just talk about the executive order extension. Do you, what do you think drove him to go two months on the order instead of just go till the, the end of July and then reevaluate? Honestly, I think it's because of the active cases are higher now than they were before everybody completely stopped doing everything. And so I think he was looking for some immediate action, some immediate, I got to do something right this right. very second to just say I did. I, and that's in, in not so many words, that's exactly how I feel. I, I uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I think this was just a big hammer swing. Yeah. This was uh you know what? July's probably good enough, but I know August is good enough. 
exactly. and he just pushed it out. And the thing is, it shows it puts that other fear in in people that goes, oh, if we don't listen, no football. It, it just puts that it puts that heartstring out there. Papa Lee and Papa Fulmer. Yeah, pa, he must have listened to Papa <laughs> Fulmer. It's you know, hey, if you just listen to Papa Fulmer. Uh, in the Board of Controls meeting on Wednesday morning, uh, members discussed what steps need to be taken to ensure the regular season can continue in both girls' soccer and football. Uh, for girls' soccer, the main emphasis was was sliding the missed games in August to be played at the end of the regular season. Uh, Mr. Childress, who's the leader of the TSSAA, said they will continue to follow local health department guidelines on how to proceed with non-contact workouts uh, with precautions and continue to communicate. Uh, the TSSAA will have specific guidelines for each sport, including officials on the sport. However, Childress says they will not be able to test every student athlete. Why? I've... That's a really good question, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that these tests are cheap, but I tell you what ain't cheap empty seats. Yeah. And, and, I, I don't know. I, mean, I would have to imagine there's a, a certain level of these that would be provided by the state, wouldn't they? You'd like to think so. I mean, I know you can go to the health department for free. Yeah. I just start sending kids now. Like, just, you know, go. Because it's like a seven, ten-day turnaround. So, so go, right. get tested. You at least got a baseline. We know on July the 3rd they didn't have it. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that that was a strong statement. That that is not in all bold on this on this article, but it should have been. <laughs> it should have been because I don't. I don't. I was even throwing out yesterday. I don't know if you heard it. I, I was testing throw, test them every Thursday. Sure. You know, you fell on Thursday. You don't play on Friday. That's fair. Test them all. And and, and you know, I understand. They're like, well, that's not economical. There's a lot about coronavirus that's not economical. Yeah, shutting down. I don't everything have for enough time in an hour show to tell you how a month and a half uneconomical it's not economical. But anyway, we digress. Uh, four options for football in the fall. Option number one is a 32 team playoff bracket. Uh, what would be would first contact practice would be on August the 30th, the day the lift happens. Uh, regular season to start three weeks later on September the 18th. Uh, teams will play seven games of the regular season with the postseason starting on time. Uh, teams will disregard the current season schedule, and the TSSAA will come up with a region schedule for teams to play, and the teams that don't make the postseason would have an option to play two additional games and uh, and help fill their schedule uh, I, I'm assuming the, all these are saying help fill your schedule means help let you have gate money uh, to, right. to backfill. So I don't know what that looks like. But I don't disagree with that option, but that option gets rid of all non-region games. Yes. There's one big glaring game in this community that that would eliminate. I know. Heritage and we – oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. Uh, Maryville now Coa. And, yeah, and, and and again, Heritage and William Blunt. Uh, actually, kidding. they're in the same region. They're in the same region. They you, can play. You can't lose that game. You can't. I mean, for a community, no. you talk about. I mean, not only you know you have alumni that come back for that game. Yep. The the TV media comes to that game. Uh, it, it's it's a big deal. I mean, we were part of it uh, as Rebel Radio on WGAP. The first time the opposing press box was open was for Maryville Alcoa. I mean, it was that level. Like it, it the 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 stakes go up that week, and it yeah, it's something that 
I don't know that either team's willing to give up because both of these teams, you know, let's be honest, in this format, a 32-team playoff, they're they're both going to the playoffs. So it's not like, oh, well, we'll just play it at the end of the year because we won't make the playoffs. I'm sorry. It's been since the 90s that either one of the teams didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. They, and they, I don't even know if it happened then, honestly. It's too big. There's too much. You just can't lose that game. So the Blunt County decision is option one's maybe a no. Probably so. Probably a no. Team Option two. Uh, 16-team bracket. Again, contact starts on that same date, August the 30th. Regular season starts on September 18th, so that's the same as option one. Teams will play eight games in the regular season with the first week of the postseason canceled and replaced with a final regular season matchup. Teams will disregard their current season schedule, and the TWSAA will come up with a regional schedule for a team to play. Only the winners and runner-up of each region will make the postseason. Teams that don't make the postseason will have an option to play two additional games. To me, and, and again, I'm looking at it from Alco and Maryville, looking at their regions, they have seven region games. So that gives you one extra. Maryville Alcoa. Yeah. You can plug it in. It, it's fitable. It's fitable. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. Fitable with a little squiggly over something. <laughs> we'll put something like that in there. But option two, I like that the the, the playoffs are limited because it, it – it, I don't – it, it makes me sound like I don't like the Cinderellas because I like the Cinderellas, but I don't like I don't like a team that went ten and zero that that just has an off night to all of a sudden lose to a one and nine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that kind of would peel some of that out. That four seed, it but it would kind of tamper and, and kind of play down the uh, the the end of the season. I mean, I can't tell you how many times uh, over the last couple of years you're really watching around the region to know who you're going to play because Maryville goes, Alcoa goes in as the one seed. So you're waiting to see who that four is, you know. That's for, true. For Alcoa, is it Austin East? Is it is it Kingston? You know, you, you don't know. Or over here, you know, you're playing. You know, how does that look in the in the upper region? Is that uh, is that Dobbins Bennett? Is you know where does that go? Last year is Dobbins Bennett. I mean, I don't know that anybody could be a better four seed than Dobbins Bennett. So I think you look at this option and and you peel away, you cut the the field in half. Uh, you're going to lose – I mean, you're losing the three and four seats in every region. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a win-now kind of scenario. And it, and it puts a lot more emphasis on the regular season. It's very college football-esque, actually, to an even broader scope. I mean, you, you actually have an opportunity if you don't win. Uh, so, I don't mind this one. I don't mind this one because you can, you can contain – because Heritage, William Blunt are in conference. So Maryville's going to play those two regardless. Right. Um, same for for Heritage and William Blunt with Maryville. But the Alcoa was was lost in option one. It's it's available, or at least it could be attainable. In, in you would hope two. that they would have the forward thinking to say that extra game, not just can be, but needs to be. Well, and and, and we're not the only community that this is going to be a thing. No, you can't tell me. You know, when you look at. Uh, you know, Science Hill, Dobbins, Bennett, which now they're in, they're both in six A, so they're probably in conference together. But in those some of those Knoxville schools, they're not in conference together. But like, you know, like a, a West Farragut, I know Knox West and Farragut. That's a big matchup. So I, there's there's games that that the region only schedule would would deter. I guess sure. is what I'm saying. So I'm I'm more for option two, more for option two. Uh, option three is an eight team bracket. I mean, we're getting skinny now. 
Uh, 18 bracket contact and, and the regular season would start on the 30th and September the 18th, respectively. Teams would play nine games of a regular season with the first and second week of the postseason canceled and replaced with the final two regular season games. Schools will follow their season schedule starting with week five. They will then work their way through the schedule playing weeks three and four uh, opponents as the final two games of the regular season. Uh, The TSSAA will help reschedule any region games that would have been missed in the first two weeks. Only regional champions will make the postseason. Teams that don't make the postseason will have the option to play one additional game to help fill their schedule. Yahtzee. Yeah, that my that favorite. It, it's it's you got to win and you got to win now. Well, here's here and, and again, cup half full, cup half empty. If you've if you if you're in a conference with Alcoa, you don't like this option because no. you don't go to the postseason. I'm sorry, uh, I, I brash, you know whatever. It, you know, it's kind of the same with Maryville. If you look in that region, they've won it every year since 2000. I don't think that's going to change. No. Uh, so what I'm getting at is, and it could, I mean, I, give everybody some credit, right? But it could, but I don't think the 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 Tornadoes and the Rebels of the world are, are sweating this. No. <laughs> Option three, it's the ones that are like, you mean I could be number two in my region and not make the playoffs? That's exactly right. But... What I say this preserves is it preserves the non-conference games. It preserves a a semblance of a regular season. You know, we call it a regular season, but options one and two are anything but regular. And you get to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? You win and you you advance. I mean, if you if you lose games, you let the you let the cards play out. Yeah, I, I think that's the important part of that, and I think that's that's the argument that you you would give to the rebuttal is. Don't lose. Yeah, yeah. You, it is in your hands. No, nothing has been taken out no. of your hands at this point. In in option three, in the other two options, the TSSAA will give you a schedule. I don't know how much I like that. I don't. But now, granted, it's going to be a region schedule. It's yeah. probably not going to be teams you're not already going to play. But you know, you you like those crosstown rivalries. Quite frankly, you schedule down. You you play that two and three A squad because you need. You need a, a little extra practice and don't need to be, you know, thudded on the head about every time. You, yeah. You know, you need to learn through victory sometimes. And so, anyway, I think option three gives you that. Uh, it it really puts an emphasis on the regular season, but it it it. I don't know what what am I trying to say? Conserves conserves the purity of what what has been called or high school football uh, over the history. You know, when you know a lot of times. You know, everybody thinks there's been playoffs for the 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 ever forever. Uh, back in, I mean, it's just been probably 40 years that they've been doing playoffs. You know, back in the day, it was play 10 games. Cool, you're the you're the city champ. You know, <laughs> and it just went on. There might be a bowl game or something that they've kind of put together, like a a senior bowl type level to kind of showcase some great players. But there wasn't playoffs right. and championships. So, or well, there was championships, but it was kind of by media members, uh, you know, kind of assessed and, and given. So I like option three. I, I would say two is good, three is better. One's kind of poor. Yeah. And then option four, I, I don't even know that we spend a whole lot of time on it. Option four is just one to say, you know, if you're unwilling to give up your season, here's what you got. Start on August 30th, 
September 18th is your first game. No postseason. You'll play your 10-game regular season, uh, you know, that, and, and just be done with it. Go to the house. 10 games and go. This this is your opportunity to be, be like USC. We went undefeated. We're state champs. We claim it. Yeah. Yeah, right. That, Al- and there you go. USC. It. That's Alabama. Or U- UCF. Yeah. I'm sorry, UCF. Well, that's true. Yeah, the little engine that could. Yes. I've seen them as that, and I'm like, I don't know that I'll, I would like that. The TSSAA, uh, Bernard Childress, the director, said he, he knows that that's probably the least popular option, but it needed to be on the on the table. Well, you know, I mean. And I think they wanted four options, and yeah. there's a fourth one. And, 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 I mean, it is an option. I don't understand, and, and maybe you, you maybe can explain to me why this is not an option, and maybe it's to try to preserve basketball moving forward. I don't know why we can't just extend the season by a month or by three weeks, four weeks. And just play, go deeper into December. You know, it, you. I don't the see only, why you couldn't. The only thing I'm thinking is is either it's Cookville because again it's a college campus. You've probably reserved that that weekend or whatever, and you need to hold to that that same end date. Or or is there uh, is there some worry that that things are gonna things are gonna be you know because I know a lot of colleges they're they're going to restart in August, but they're not going to take a fall break, and they're going to be done by Thanksgiving. So I, I don't know. I, I don't understand what the what the reasoning behind not uh, not being willing to push in. Now they did they did confirm yesterday. I was talking the whole flip spring and fall sports. Uh, they said that is they're not interested in that at all. Uh, it could it could honestly, given the the volatility right now, it could cause baseball to lose two seasons. Uh, it, it makes me wonder if maybe they're concerned about playing too deep into the cold weather months of maybe facilitating a second or third major Rona event. Could you, would you call it the Rona run? You might. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I mean you got to have a slogan. The, they're, everybody's, I don't know, what, what mindset was that into the summer, we're going to see it fall off because it doesn't like warm temperatures. Well, we're here in July, and it's not. Here we are. And so now I think everybody's anticipating that, I mean, probably in the colder months, here we go. Yeah. Now, now there's some there's some scientists out there, and again, it's not the, the, the common or widespread opinion, but there's some that say that, that we, we can have a, you know, if we, if this curve is flat enough going into the cold months, we can snuff this thing out and be done with it by February, March. Hopefully, like yeah, that's that's a that's a cross fingers, toes, the whole nine, whatever you can cross, do it. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, I'm like I'm like geeked out over this 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 options for for football. I mean, because I feel like all have their pros and all have their cons. I don't like option four. I really think no. that's that's a waste of time. I, I w- that's ink wasted because I would say nobody's going to Option four vote. is going to be muddy by the end of the season because you're going to have people that are going to try to figure out who's going to claim, you know, even though no one's going to get one. Somebody's still going to well, But I, I don't know that somebody wouldn't get one. Maybe. But I would love to see what metrics they would use to determine that. If it's margin of victory, I know who's going to be one. They're going to dust off the BCS. They're going to they're going to fire up those algorithms and yeah. There you go. Yeah, margin of victory, road percentages, <laughs> all that. Uh, the eye test, <laughs> but 
I think it comes down, in my opinion, option two or three. I think so, if too. You, if you're in Blunt County, you want option two or three because it preserves everything you need and gives you all the opportunities to still be a state champion. I mean, you look at Alcoa. They're five in a row right now. Uh, they're, they're looking to go six. Yeah. They have no other sights set than on six in a row. And I think I think that would be 19 overall. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Maryville is on the on the cusp of, of just tailing it right up. They're they're at 17, and they want to get to 18. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot. Of, Carson Jones is coming in to, to be the next starter. Uh, you know, Noah Vaughn and, and, and Parker McGill is going to fire up the backfield. They want to get off and running, and they've been doing that for, for a few weeks, a month now. I think I like option three. I'm going to go with three. I like three yeah. just because you get to use your current schedule. Uh, the, that I'm not about just scrapping things that have taken time to develop. And, and those no. schedules, you know, between the Farragut game, which is a non, it's a 6A matchup for Maryville, but it's a non-conference regular season game. I mean, that's something you need to keep. Yeah. You know, uh, I think – the uh, the the matchup with with Alcoa. I mean, you just can't you can't lose that game. Nope. I mean, I talked to just a handful of people uh, at work yesterday after they dropped the news yesterday afternoon, and they're like, "Well, they can't do that." And, and I I didn't say anything about any anybody else. Well, that cut out Maryville Alcoa. So it's a thing. It's it, a big. Deal. It is a it is a big deal. It's a big deal, and we'll we'll find out. I mean, they're going to vote on something on July the eighth. Of course, we're going to have to live through July and August to, to hope and pray that things don't get out of hand mm. and some extensions beyond August 30th happen because basically uh, that was asked at the end of the deal yesterday was what happens if we extend again? And his response was, Mr. Childress said, we're going to do everything we can to have them a season. And that's all I can say. And that's all he can say. Yeah. I mean, he can say a lot of things, but anything that's going to have legs and walk Right now needs to be apprehensive. Yep. Because I, I think we're living in a time where we we don't know what the next turn is going to look like. Uh, I, I know that Knox County's taken the the measure of forcing and and uh, mandating mask in public. I, I mean I don't know that I disagree with that uh, because I feel like some people are just rogue about it and like no you know I don't want to say no no uh, what am I trying to say like no care for for public life kind of thing. But there's people that, that it's conspiracy, I don't care, I'm not doing it. Well, now it's, I mean, it's a $50 fine. It's a red light camera level kind of fine. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. It is what it know? is. It's one of those deals. We'll never know if it's overkill, but we'll know if it's underkill. Sure. So, anyway. Anyway, four options for football in the fall, and we'll see what it looks like next Wednesday. Next Thursday, I guess we'll be able to – to tell about the vote and say about what, what happened and what, what came into it, how close was it. If I had to guess, I would say four is zero, one is few, and two and three is probably a tight race, honestly. I think two will get a lot of love from the schools that play in districts that they know they can't win. Yes. Uh, and I think three will get a lot of love from people who want the regular season and feel confident in their ability to win the, win the region. I think three may get some love from the ones that – just want the season to be over like we're gonna play but we don't want to play forever because it's gonna get dicey right. so let's just play have a season be done yeah nashville's like what you want to do we'll just do it I yeah don't, i don't care again yeah, nashville's in trouble nashville's got a lot of problems beyond the football field that they've got to deal with but hey let's take us a break listen to these great sponsors when we come back we're going to talk about another thing that somebody has to deal with cam newton has went to new england 
He's a Patriot. Will he start? Did he go up there to start? And does it fit? We'll talk about it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The 4th of July will be the perfect time for family and friends to celebrate justice and liberty for all. And Rule King is your source for summer fun at the lowest prices every day. Check out the pool floats and supplies, grills, folding chairs, and the folding picnic table, normally $129.99, now just $99.99. Buy online and pick it up at the store. Celebrate freedom this year with your neighborhood rule king, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. A public service announcement from Knox Area Rescue Ministries and your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation. During the Safer at Home order, Knox Area Rescue Ministries has continued to provide a home to those without one. It's shown why CARM is an essential business in our community. CARM Stores was recently designated as an essential business as well. Carm Stores, thank you for your previous support and are excited to announce the reopening of donation centers and stores. As we resume receiving your generous donations, we recognize that business might not be completely as usual. We will continue to monitor guidelines from local officials and practice safe social distancing recommendations. We appreciate your continued support of Knox Area Rescue Ministries and Carm Stores as we remain dedicated to serving the homeless needy, and vulnerable during this time. A public service announcement from Knox Area Rescue Ministries and your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. 
Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKVL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening uh, to <laughs> – yes, Jason, that was – Jason Ward just texted me. Yes, that was Laura doing the promo. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she. I'm proud of her. I thought she did a really good she job. She did do that. a really good job. Yeah, like it on Facebook. Send her a message. She'll like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jason. But anyway, you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. Uh, Jeff – the next topic on the docket, and, and Jason, I'm really excited to hear. I, I'd be interested to hear what you've got to say. Cam Newton is now a Patriot. So now, uh, what is it Oh, Doc Holliday says? Now I really hate him. Because yeah. uh, not only did we play him in the Super Bowl with the Broncos, but now he went to the Patriots. You know, I never really bought into a lot of the nicknames that were given him, but now with him going to the Patriots, I will call him Scam Newton. Scam Newton. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I, I love the deal, though. I love the incentive. It's laden. win-win. Yeah, and, and it's so Patriots. It's so Bill Belichick. Yeah. It's, you know what, nobody else wants you. I'm going to act like I don't want you, pay you <laughs> not a lot of money, incentive base it that way if you perform then yeah you won but i won too uh and they just go with it and i think honestly if you look across the league at people who are having to retread quarterbacks and having to do different things it's probably not a bad fit no you know you you look at what they had and stidham jared stidham and brian hoyer and and Justin and I were talking about this yesterday, and Justin was like, "A lot of people are saying, you know, don't don't turn your head on Stidham." And I was like, "Yeah, but then why do you go get Cam Newton?" But they said the same thing about like Mitch Mustaine. 
They yeah. said the same thing against uh, what was uh, what was old boy from Arkansas's name? Big tall kid. I have no idea. I got to look it up. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's you can't be too high on him if you're gonna bring in Cam Newton. So, but it's still a good fit. You give him a year. You see what he does. To me, in that division, you had the Bills who are pretty much emerging. I mean, I I, I think they are, and. At that point, the Ryan, Bills the Bills were the best. Ryan Mallett. Uh, oh, okay. Ryan, Ryan Mallett. He, I remember him. Which he kind of bounced around for a long yeah. time. And, and and so you got the Bills who are emerging. I think with the addition of Cam Newton, now the Patriots are kind of back on par with the Bills. I think it's one of their two divisions to lose. Jets are somewhere underneath of that, and then the Dolphins are somewhere swimming down in the Gulf or something. I don't know. They're just down there. <laughs> yeah, they've got a they've got a better chance of getting to the Gulf than they do yeah. the championship. Yeah, I'll it, agree. It, and so for you me, sure they've got two. Uh, I I mean, I'd like to see what he can do, but is he gonna? I mean, are they gonna go sixteen and zero? Maybe what'll happen is it'll be overtime. <laughs> and and he'll get sacked on the first play for about seven yards, and then he'll throw a touchdown. Maybe. It could happen. Because I'll be honest, he lived on that for the next two years. Yeah. Not that he wasn't a great player, but I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, anybody that's Division One talent at quarterback could have played on those Alabama teams. Oh, no doubt. When, you, when you're that deep at running back and everybody's got to stack the line to stop that monster, those monsters, and then you have guys like Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and then there's a couple other ones, the Harris kid that's come back this year. I mean, I'm not saying – I wouldn't say that I could play quarterback, but I, I don't think I'd have a whole lot of negative plays. No. Nah. That's fine. I can throw it I can throw it in the stands just like anybody else can. Exactly. I'm that guy. Like, I wish I, I wish that was a role. You know, since Major League Baseball and all these players are redoing rules and, and making people not do things, why can't I have a job as a quarterback where I'm just – I'm the guy that clocks it. I go in and I'm the clock it guy. <laughs> I just think that should be a that should be a, a place on a football team. I mean, you never know. You could it's like get a long hit snapper. That. Yeah, that's fine. Damage pay. Damage pay. You don't I, know I how much. Pay. Yeah, like everybody's like, I you, you know baseball players. You know, I'm not paying for that kind of money. Lord, I would. You know what kind of beating I'd take for two hundred million dollars? Oh yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think there's a limit to it. Like near death. Like, is, just make sure the hospital bills doesn't overrun the money I want to get. That's all I got to say. But anyway, I'm, you know, I'm I'm going back and forth. But but no, I uh, you know, I think the Patriots in that division, the, they were going to be close anyway. Because I mean, you look at yeah. it. Uh, you know, I always go back to the Matt Castle year, uh, where where Brady broke his leg or whatever. Matt Castle came in and took them to the playoffs. And quite frankly, if the defense was a little bit better, they probably go deeper than they did. And so, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's a system deal. I mean, Brian Hoyer could have been successful. Stidham may be successful. But Cam Newton, with his running ability, because they are limited. I mean, Brady did do some things, too. He did a Manning-type thing where he could elevate players. You look at uh, Joey An- – or what's his name? Amendola. What's his first name? Oh, uh, Danny Amendola. Danny, yeah. Danny Amendola. He goes to another team and he's he's washed away. Yep. You know, there's other players that are going to go to other teams and wash away. It's like it's like all the players that that played with Manning when they went other places because they got big deals in a contract year because they look how productive they are with Peyton Manning. And then they go somewhere else and they're not. So I think 
Bill Belichick understands that you don't have the the golden boy at 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 the quarterback position, so you need somebody that's versatile. Cam Newton, and like I've always said, and I'll, I'll use this. No, no. Uh, I hope nobody gets upset, but a pissed off Cam Newton is something that's kind of scary. Look at him in 2010. If he has a smidge of that charisma, if he has a smidge of that athletic ability that he had at 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 Auburn, or or let's go back to his MVP season, which for, that got him to the Super Bowl. If he's that electric, even maybe 75% that electric, they win a lot of ball games with Cam Newton. I'm interested. I wonder, is Carolina on their schedule? Because that's a game I, I so. watch. I think so. I will watch that game. I think so. E- even even if the Steelers are playing at the same time, I'll be watching that game. I'll flip back and forth, maybe. Let me see. New England. Yeah, I'll flip back and forth. Yeah, probably. Patriot. That's maybe – well, it's not the first time I've ever um, – Googled New England Patriots. It's just normally like <laughs> uh, funny T-shirts or something like that. New England Patriots schedule. Let's see. I think they actually do. They do match up. Man, that'll be a, uh, that'll be one game to watch because you know. Yeah. I mean, they. It's actually the the. Uh, oh, maybe maybe not. Maybe not going to play. Is it a preseason game? It is a preseason. <sighs> game. Tell me that's not playing. Yeah, and I heard. I, I'm I'm hearing that they may axe the preseason games. Well, Which, you know, they axed the the what you call it, the uh, Hall of Fame game, Hall of Fame. Yeah, the one that doesn't mean anything. Now, or, the only benefit there, there, Jeffy. Well, no, it's the second preseason game. It's the twentieth of August. I, I on Thursday. I, I don't think they'll play that one. I think they'll cut two of these. I think they will too. Man, I wish they'd do something different with the Hall of Fame game. Make it mean something. I know, right? You're honoring players going into the Hall of Fame. By by putting players out there that might not even be on the team in four weeks, right? I mean, and, and it doesn't mean anything. I, and granted, I I like seeing some of the first round picks, seeing what they can do and yeah. stuff like that. I get that. I mean, it means something to guys like To. I mean, that that came from nothing and and you yeah, kind of got there. I, I would prefer to see the Hall of Fame game maybe be like an AFC Championship or an NFC Championship or something like. I wish that. it'd just be a replay of the Super Bowl. Like everybody gets together and they just sit around and watch the TV. No, no, no. I'm saying those two teams. Just <laughs> oh, play, I'm just play you. them again. Well, that's normally like one of the first games of the season. Yeah, is is is, and that would be perfect because at that point it means something. You're playing for something. You're going to see some pretty good football. You hope. And well, it needs to mean something. Like I, I don't, yes. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if, or do you go the other route and kind of do it like, uh, kind of go basketball esque. And uh, and have it be two bad teams, you know what I'm saying? Like two, the first and second overall pick or whatever, and then, you, you, well, you do it after the draft, so that doesn't make sense. I was gonna say just give them more more ping pong balls in the draw for the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think the game needs to mean something because right now, the Hall of Fame game, I watch maybe the first quarter, and then at that point it gets so messy and sloppy that it's like, ugh, this is still on. Oh look, cool! It's it's a not famous butt fumble. I mean, it's like I don't even. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like the only time I'll watch it is a if the Broncos are playing or b yeah. if there's some Tennessee guys in there. Yeah. Period. Period. If if there's if there's number one draft picks that are in it that I'm really interested to see how they do, I'll pay attention. But for a little while, yeah, because then they they're get pulled. not even going to play. No, the whole at that time. point, you know, the seventh round quarterback comes in and he's like, "This is a football." 
Yeah, I mean, and, and you don't. He even may not know. even be playing quarterback in, in but a I few. I can throw weeks. that football over the mountains. What do you want to bet? So I mean, and that's Easy, what we got. Uncle yeah, Rico. <laughs> Easy. But you know, I guess back to the back to the Cam Newton deal. I I think th- does this instantly put put the Patriots back in contention for their division? Yes. I don't want to say in contention for the for the the AFC. Because I really, I mean, I think there's going to be some really good teams. I yes. mean, I think I think Baltimore is going to be good again. I think the Steelers are going to be good again. I think Ben uh, airing some dirty laundry in the offseason may be good for the Patriots or for the Steelers. I mean, ooh, sorry, uh, but good thinking? good for for the Steelers. But I honestly think, and these are these are orange colored glasses, Broncos orange colored glasses. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, I think I think it's another one of those. Uh, I don't think they'll be bad, but man, they're in a hard division. I know, but 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 Vic Fangio in year two, I think he he had to do some cultural cultural shifting, some yeah. culture changing, and toward the end of the season, defensively, they're really strong. Uh, Bradley Chubb, uh, you know, Von Miller, both of which I think are coming off Rona, so they're going to be you know bulletproof now. <laughs> uh, you've got AJ Johnson or Alexander Johnson, the former Vol. Uh, in the linebacker room, which he's a, he's a monster. He he's a guy that just gets after it. Honestly, five years removed, he should be a six year player in the league. Right, he's just going to be a first year full time guy. But and then on the offensive side, I love the addition of Melvin Gordon. I love the you know the the return of Philip Lindsay. I love that player just because he's a Colorado kid. So he played at Colorado. Now he's playing uh, for. Uh, for for the Broncos, and then I like Drew Locke. I didn't like him when he wore yellow and black for Missouri, but I think he's a he's a gunslinger guy that he fits the mold of a John Elway, Peyton Manning kind of clone. I mean, he's smart with the quarterback or with the football, and then he's he's tough. I I definitely look to see them be better. Oh, I, and they got Cortland Sutton, and they got it out on the edge. As long as they can jive quick. I think that there's no reason that they can't go for number two in that division. If not, maybe try to split with KC. So yeah, and, and that's that's another that's another dynamic. You know, KC is is the magic still going to be there? You know, because there's always that hunger when you're looking to get up there. Uh, but but how complacent does a young Patrick Mahomes get? I and honestly, I how, how complacent does Cheeseburger Andy get? I don't think they do, and the reason is is because I think they're just so talented that on their worst day, they're still better than everybody else. It's a good point. A I good mean, point. they're just so fast. All he's got to do is get the ball out there and, or just run away from people, or do that little flick thing. Yeah, like that. That blows my mind every time I see it. Like he, his wrist strength outdoes most people's arm strength. Yeah, it's crazy. It, I, I. I think maybe there might be a little fall off, but I think they're just so talented that they're just going to be hard to play. So you think you think the Patriots are a playoff team before Cam Newton? I think that they can possibly win their division but now. Yes, I'm saying before. Did you think before, they were a playoff no. team? I, I before before Cam Newton, I think the Bills were going to take both of those games. I think they would split with the Jets, and Ed they Tan would. Is so happy with you right now. Oh, I, I just and this is. I mean, good for Ed, but it's the <laughs> truth. The Bills have emerged, and nobody circles the wagon. Like a buffalo yeah. Bills. But with Cam Newton, I think that makes them a little more competitive with the Bills. Um, But I, I still think the Bills is probably the team to beat. 
Uh, it's just it's just according to if how the regular season goes and if the you know how the, if the, it comes through Foxborough, it's just hard to it is it's hard to play there. So I, I'll be interested to see what Cam Newton looks like. I think I think you know coming there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of knockdown power with Cam Newton still. I think he's still got a lot of versatility, a lot of mobility. He's been out of of playing for a little while, so I like that that dynamic. You know, hopefully he's healthy. He's been able to do some things. You've seen him working on his on his little videos deals, talking about how nobody believed in him. Whatever you got, to put your money where your mouth is. It honestly looks like signing the deal that he signed. He's willing to do that because yeah. it's incentive based, performance based, and I think he's going to come in and work. I, I like the look, and honestly, uh, I make the joke about uh, you know now I really hate him. I didn't hate him at, at Carolina. He just was he was just in between you know in between the crosshairs. I mean, yeah. it, it was between. It was Peyton Manning. It was Super Bowl Fifty. You just had to play the second place role. I mean, that's what that had to be. And, and so, anyway, with him being at the Patriots, Tom Brady gone, I might be interested. I might watch a I'll, little bit. I'll pay more attention to him, and I will dislike the Patriots a little less because Tom Brady's not there. But they still have Belichick, and uh... I don't know. I mean, if if you watched his little uh, his little draft day video. You kind of feel sorry for him because he still has the same table he had in the seventies. Like I'm like, you're not buying clothes, you're not doing your hair. <laughs> what are you doing? He cuts an inch off of them uh, that sweatshirt that he wears every year yeah, just man. to keep the ends looking new. I I hear you, and maybe he spends all his money with uh, Robert Kraft in uh, South Florida. Maybe, oh. maybe. Who knows? It's Speculation is just that. <laughs> Speculation. But, hey, let's uh, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, 65 days till it's football time in Tennessee. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind. We'll be right back. Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. 
The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Marable High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkbl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. Jeff, it's uh, 65 days till it's football time in Tennessee. I hope so. I heard an interview with UAB's, uh, or not UAB, um, the Charlotte 49ers. I don't know where UAB came from. But the Charlotte 49ers head football coach yesterday, and he's a uh, – he was interesting. He he's he came from Austin P. Will Healy, you remember that name? I do remember that name. So yeah. he he's at he's at Charlotte now. He's the 49ers head coach and and he's you know, he's been kind of a rough and rugged road. You know, he he had a rough start as a head coach, but then has gotten his things together, got a system that he does. But uh, it was funny. He was talking about, you know, I've never met Jeremy Pruitt, but I'm really excited to see him. I was once a, a Tennessee fan. Or, well, all my family was a Georgia Tech fan, but my best friend was a Tennessee fan, so I've been to a lot of games. And he, he even said in the interview, he said, I uh, coached with uh, Chattanooga one time. And he said, I left the locker room so I could come out and watch the tee open up on the field. He <laughs> said, because cool. I wanted to see it. And I was like, he, he calls it the mecca of college football. And for any Tennessee fan, we believe that. So it's always good when somebody else says it. Sure. It's always good when somebody else says it. But 65 days, there's a there's a few uh, notable 
uh, notable players that's worn the number 65 uh, in Tennessee history, one being uh, Papa Fulmer. Philip Fulmer wore number 65 for the Vols, uh, and that may be his age at the moment. Uh, but uh, number 65 was also worn by Charles Rosenfelder. Uh, he w- he played guard 66 to 68. Uh, he was a regular for the Vols offensive front and started all three years. He was a varsity player. Uh, as a freshman in 1965, he made all-SEC freshman team and carried his success to the varsity level. He earned a consensus All-American selection his senior year in 68 to become the backbone of an offensive line that had lost four starters from the previous season. His line leadership resulted in tailback Richard Pickens rushing for 736 yards in 1968. At that time, the most from a Tennessee running back since Hank Laricella in 1951 so uh, a good number 65 there but uh, one of those why I wore the number Philip Fulmer answered that question he said I wore 65 because of my admiration for Charlie Rosenfelder an all-american guard who preceded me at Tennessee his character work ethic and outstanding play on the field a strong Christian faith were great influences on me he said we're still friends today so Philip Fulmer uh, I think he was a humble player. I, I think he came out of out of Hickory or Winchester, Tennessee, not Hickory. That's where uh, Rick Barnes came from, Hickory, mm. North Carolina. But um, Winchester, Tennessee, he came to Tennessee wanting to wanting to play for his home state, wanting to do some things. So he he followed in the footsteps of those who laid the groundwork, and and Charles Charlie Rosenfelder uh, was one of those guys that that did it. But I, I don't know that that Philip Fulmer sat there in in you know his years sixty nine through seventy one and said. You know what? I'm gonna be the coach here one day. I'm gonna win a national championship, and then I'm gonna be athletic director. He probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you know? I just think, but but the thing is, is I think just continuing to work, continuing to do things, and 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 kind of a, I guess, raising the bar for yourself, uh, led him to do that. So 65 is a good day for Philip Former because uh, again, his number at Tennessee, and then uh, just a, a good time for Tennessee football as it was a rebuilding time. Uh, under under you know some changing of guard because it went from Bowden White it went to Bill Battle and, and so on uh, it was a time that Tennessee had some struggles but they also had some successes that needed to be to be raised up uh, all time number sixty five Bonnie Hodge is the first one to wear it in nineteen thirty seven Paul Clark wore it in thirty nine Al Rotella wore it in forty one forty two forty six and forty seven you know what that gap is. World War II. Ah. World War II. Uh, Bill Padgett wore it in 1945. John Elkins wore it in 1948. Frank Boring wore it in 49 through 51. Tom Hensley, 52 and 3. Bill Hubbard, 1954. Dick Pionkowski wore it in 1955. I think I got that right. That was a mouthful. Bob Urbano wore it in 56 through 58. Paul Eaglet uh, wore it 59 through 61. Steve DeLong, uh, 62 through 64. Ron Malasky, I've got Steve DeLong's signature, by the way. Charles Rosenfelter, 66 through 68. Philip Fulmer, 69 through 71. Larry Satterfield, uh, 72 through 74. I think that's a local product, Larry Satterfield. Uh, Glenn Tucker, 75 through 78. John Gorance, 1979. Mike Furness, uh, 81 and 82. Robbie Scott, 83 through 86. Patrick Lenoir, or Lenore, 88 through 91, Robert Poole, 94 through 97, Dan Stacy, 2001 and yeah, 2000 and 2001, Brandon Jeffries, uh, 2003, and then Jacques McClendon, 
2006 to 2009, and Joseph Ayers, 10 and 11. If you look at the 2020 roster, who sits at number 65, Parker Ball, Parker Ball offensive lineman, 6'4", 284 pounds, a redshirt freshman out of Douglasville, Georgia, Douglas County High School product. So 65 was a uh, was a good number. Again, Larry Satterfield, I'm almost positive. Boone can validate me tomorrow. But Larry Satterfield was a great uh, Blunt County player and then went on to play for the Vols. There you go. 65 days till it's football time in Tennessee. As we've got about three minutes to go, uh, we're going to skip the uh, the Hall of Famers to wear 65 because I feel like that's a – that's a that's a deep road, but 1965 is championships. I like talking about those those yeah. quite a bit. Uh, 65 as as an American football, it was pre uh, NFL merger, pre Super Bowl era. The AFL championship saw those Buffalo Bills uh, win 23 to nothing over the San Diego Chargers. Uh, nobody circled the wagons. That nah. year. Uh, and then the NFL championship saw the Green Bay Packers, Vince Lombardi's Packers beat the Cleveland Browns 23-12 to on January 2nd. Orange Bowl was uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide losing to the Texas Longhorns 21-17, to uh, but listen to this, lost to Texas, still named AP and UPI national champions. <laughs> How's Texas feel about that one? Probably not good. I'm going to say those are on T-shirts somewhere. Like, we're still claiming it. I like back then. I bet was, so. Back then, it was it it was what you believed, and I, I feel like that's what that is. Uh, if you look at the uh, the what would be the Premier League now, the FA Cup final, Liverpool beat Leeds United uh, two to one to 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 capture that championship. Football. 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 <laughs> oh wow! The um, wow. So this is interesting. 1965, the Houston. Colt 45s changed their names to the Houston Astros, and the Los Angeles Angels changed their name to the California Angels. Wow. Like, do you know how awesome that jersey would be today? Yeah. I mean, why would you mess with that? World Series, the L.A. Dodgers win four games to three over the Minnesota Twins, and the uh, uh, the Venezuelan Professional Baseball Club is formed uh, in 1965. Uh, when you look at... Let's get on down here to, come on, where's it at? Basketball. I want basketball. NCAA men's basketball, UCLA Bruins win 91-80 to over the Michigan Wolverines. The NBA Finals saw the Boston Celtics win their seventh of eight consecutive championships, four games to one over the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, what about that? That's pretty impressive. Eight straight championships that went through 1966. That's awesome. Like Jason Ward, I know you're happy, and for about four more shows, we're going to be talking about it. Yeah. Not including the weekend. Not including the weekend. Uh, if you wanted to know, the Imperial Cricket Conference was also formed in 1965. Oh, well, there you go. I just I want one of their shirts. This is an official Imperial <laughs> Cricket Conference T-shirt. There you go. It it's official. It's you down with ICC. Yeah. (laughs) You know me. But anyway, we're out of time. Don't miss Top of the Hour as we return to SB Nation. Uh, You're listening to The Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. Take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.